and welcome to the Creativity Snippets podcast with myself, Barbara Wilson, and Tracy Stanley. We're passionate about encouraging creativity and are co-authors of the book, Creativity Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. Tracy lives in Brisbane, Australia, where she tells me it's coming into a nice spring-like period, and I live near Nice in the south of France. We started recording our monthly conversations at the beginning of 2020 to provide information and inspiration on applying creativity to all aspects of our life and your life. Um, so today we'll be discussing kind of our personal experiences in using creative processes. And in doing that, we'll also be talking about sort of recent, um, recent things that we've been doing. So I wanted to start by um, referring back to a call I had recently um, with Jasvir in the UK to record a conversation about story and creativity. Now, this is prior to a conference that um, Dr. Jasvir is putting together for September. In the podcast notes, I'll put a link to that conference. The conversation turned really to whether we become more creative um, or how we become more creative and whether we allow creativity to work through us. And that, that got me thinking really. I like this idea of opening up to being creative, that we are all capable of create, being creative, but how do we open up and let that creativity out? Now I see Obviously, openness has been important there and positivity. And when we are open and positive, then we do, we do see opportunities that arise for ourselves. And this can happen on a small scale, a morning's writing exercise, for example, or, you know, for me, an, a, an afternoon photography walk or an evening photography walk. It can also be on a much broader and bigger scale you know, being open to new innovations, for example. But we have to be careful not to let that inner critic in when we're open to creativity. And it can show up in, in sort of self-doubts. You know, this isn't good enough, for example. Most creatives experience this and some of the most famous um, for a lot of their time. You know, people like Van Gogh, Cezanne, Rembrandt, Gauguin, they're all... Um, well, said to have experienced some kind of self-doubts. So before I hand over to Tracy to tell us more about her experiences of opening up to creativity, I just wanted to sort of summarise some of my, I suppose, random thoughts on creativity that have come up for me um, during this last month, and in particular with the conversation with Jezvir. So I just those thoughts really start with, well, what helps creativity? You know, for me, just show up and do it. Keep working at it. Don't measure yourself against others. See it as a journey and enjoy the travel. Work with exercises to develop the creative muscle. And there are lots of um, exercises that we'll, we'll talk about a bit later. Change your genre, your timescale, your creative type. You know, move from writing to drawing or painting or ceramics. So there's some just some sort of almost random ideas there about, about opening up to creativity. 
But I want to pass it over to Tracy now, because Tracy, I know you've been working on using random techniques for coming up with your sort of inspiring ideas. Can you tell me more, tell us more about this? Yes, sure. Thank, thanks, Barbara. Yes, I've been consciously focusing on my creativity and paying attention to the use of tools like random stimuli and a little bit of collage in um, planning a book series I want to write and in um, fulfilling a long-held ambition I've had for um, writing a Christmas carol. Um, I'll start with the Christmas carol and um, the, the process that I followed. Um, as a result of Barbara and my conversation about um, te creative techniques, I was doing some research and I came across an article about David Bowie and how he wrote lyrics for his song. And I was intrigued to discover that he would cut out a whole lot of words and put them on the floor and then mix them together. <laughs> and these very unrelated words he'd used to create rather intriguing and certainly unusual lyrics. So I pondered on how I could use this technique um, in writing my Christmas carol song. Um, I also had an objective that I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if I tried to incorporate as many of my book titles from my previous books into the mix? And what would, the, what would it look like? And um, so, so, so there was these three things. So there was the wanting to write a Christmas carol. And I can tell you that I was very influenced by the fairy tale of New York by the Pogues. And the fact that that was kind of a very melancholic type song. And I thought, well, hey, we're going through COVID. So we're all feeling a little bit a little bit melancholy and stuck at home. So that was the tone that I wanted. Um, there was this thing about putting a whole lot of mix of words, but including in the mix some words from my, um, from my book titles. And then just trying to see if I could just throw them together and come up with something unusual. And um, I'm delighted to say that um, I, I'm very pleased with the result. Um, I, my preference and I guess my structure for sort of wanting to tell a little bit of a story perhaps took out some of the randomness of the words, though I'm happy that half my objective was achieved. In fact, I've got half of my song titles into the, um, into the lyrics and that, um, yeah, that I'm pleased with it. It's got the right sort of mood. But, um, you know, Barbara and I were having a chat before this call. I definitely let some of my rationality sort of override some things because I guess I was a bit scared about having too many really wild words, thinking, well, I'm not David Bowie. Who am I to do something as risky as that? So I did a little bit down the David Bowie path and then a little bit of mixing my other objectives as well. And um, I'll be interested to know what you think will include a link to my COVID Christmas carol uh, in, in the notes. Cool. So before, Barbara, any comments on that before yeah. I um, talk about, <laughs> about my book novel experience? I think that's a great, that's a great example, Tracy, of, of using um, uh, kind of a random technique, but almost um, yeah, allowing that critic in, maybe maybe even too soon. I mean, who knows? But that that um, the difficulty that we have sometimes in suspending that critic um, is very hard and, and really can get in the way of creativity and uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that at the end because I think that that's um that's something really kind of to work at but I mean well done for for achieving <laughs> achieving something using random ideas and um and yeah that there's other 
thoughts that I had about there actually that that I'll come back to as well about random ideas. Yeah. So yeah. actually, it's yeah. interesting. I've, I've, I've tweeted it out and not had too much feedback, and so now I'm suffering from that self doubt of oh goodness me, do people not like it? Is it not good enough? And so I feel I'm like all the great artists and having a huge amount of self doubt. So I'm thinking, oh well, at least I'm up there with the best of them. So um. at least you did something. And that, that's the important. I think for creativity, one of the things is that, that sometimes all that's important is that we, we create something, you know, and that, yes, there is that whole thing that, you know, is it acceptable? Is it acceptable? Does it fit with, you know, the marketplace? Is it, is it accepted by other people in the field? And, you know, there's a whole theory around that that I think, I've talked about in I talked about in the um, or wrote about rather in the book we wrote but yeah. I think that you know just doing something doing something creative is an achievement in itself so you know well done for for achieving that <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to you okay. Tracy <laughs> okay so the next one was um I was going to go to the library, which I did, and select um, three magazines. And then on a certain number of every pages, I was going to, for selection, take an image from that page and include whatever that image told me into my story. Now, um, Barbara and I were chatting about this earlier. And, of course, I actually chose three magazines that I probably would have chosen anyway. So if we were doing this really closer to the intentions of the technique I would have chosen three random magazines anyway so my bias is uh, declared there um, for the first magazine which was the Australian Women's Weekly um, I found that my task of um, every three pages with an image was was too many and I actually ended up with sort of about 20-25 images which is a little bit overwhelming um, I must say that as I was doing the exercise I kept stopping to read all the articles <laughs> which completely distracted me for moments. And I had to say, no, no, stop doing that. Um, keep moving onwards. Uh, but it did, what it did do is it gave me some ideas that I hadn't considered. It would throw out some things like an advertisement for a food mixer or a cream to exfoliate your pores or something. And I'm thinking, oh, how the heck can I use that in a story? And that was my first reaction. And then once I gave it a bit of time, I actually thought, well, actually, I could use that. And that'd be a rather curious inclusion in my story. So um, I actually found I came up with a richness of new ideas on elements. Um, but going for 20 or is, is way too many. And I remember a presentation given by the author David Baldacci at the um, London Book Fair a couple of years ago. And he talked about sometimes you could just get two images, two very unrelated images you know, like a postage stamp or and a mix master and say, I'm going to write my story to connect those two elements. And that in itself, just the simplicity of those two completely unrelated items is a prompt to thinking differently. And even though you might think the task is incredibly challenging to start with, once you sit with it and let the incubation process um, continue, then um, you'll be surprised at what comes out. So um, I, yeah. So I then, when I got to my other two magazines, one was a one was sort of an arty magazine with fabrics, which I love, and the other one was Oprah. And again, I just said, I'm just going to pick the third page and I'll take that image and I'll just take five images. And I've noted them down and um, I'll be spending, I'm, I'm taking a week off next week, a writer's retreat, and I'll, I'll let you know how I go. But um, they certainly took me in a different direction. As I was chatting to Barbara before the, 
we started having this recorded conversation, we do tend to have habits, habits over the words we use in the stories and over the type of plots. And when something random comes in, which forces you to do something that's quite different to what you've done before, I, I think it gives your work freshness. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll chat more about this when we do a retrospective uh, on a future podcast. Yeah, thank Barbara. you. Thanks, Tracy. So that, that's interesting. There's a couple of things I wanted to just um, kind of come back to, to talk about. So this concept of randomness, and, and it reminded me when we started talking about this, that um, it was included as, as one of the um, techniques in creative problem solving when, when we wrote our book. It's one I've used a lot um, when working with groups. And Sometimes, I have to say, sometimes it works better than others. Um, invariably, it does work. And, and sometimes it's amazed me that it works. Uh, so I'll just tell you a little bit about how I've used it in creative problem solving. And, and this is how it, you know, another way in which you can use sort of random randomness. Um, and I've used it when people have been say in the phase of brainstorming um, how might you resolve this or what, what what solutions might there be to resolving this problem and just asked people individually or in small groups to um, go outside if there is a possibility of going outside having taking a little walk and just selecting an, an object at random bringing it back and then in each in their turn, so everybody brings back an object, each in their turn, does a sort of force fit about what this object means in terms of the problem they're trying to solve. Um, I've had some amazing objects brought in. <laughs> it just reminded me at the time that somebody did bring in one of those um, marker, uh, I don't know what they're called actually, because I don't play golf, but um, one of those marker um, posts from a golf hole which I don't think would have pleased the golf people. Um, but, and I'm not sure how they related that to their problem, but it, it, they, they did some, find some way of, of relating it. So it's, it's um, the randomness is in just, you know, finding something and selecting it. And then there's a kind of force fitting it, which is what you were saying in a way, Tracy, that you're bringing two ideas together and almost force fitting them to say, yeah. how is this one like that one? And that, that's all part of that, that random. And it, if nothing else, it can spark a new path of, of thought around, okay, where do we go from here? Um, I mean, that, as I said, it, sometimes it works, it works a, lot, a lot better than others. And it, you do have to, like you were saying as well, suspend that critic. Um, certainly suspend it for a short while because it's sometimes difficult to, to suspend it um, for any great length of time for most of us. So I think that that whole thing about randomness. The other thing I wanted to come back to is the, the collage because um, or rather the selecting of photographs or pictures from magazines because um, it, it sort of reminds me again of a, a, a technique I've used uh, extensively in, in all sorts of different workshops and that's using, um, encouraging people to, to use collage. And that point you made, Tracy, about, you know, selecting and even in the selecting of the pictures when you're looking through a magazine, even in the selection of the magazine, then you're bringing some logical, rational thought to it, which kind of can interrupt that, that creativity process. 
uh, I guess. I mean, what one way that I've tried to get over this is, is I provided the pictures for the participants um, so that they didn't have that. They, they just had a whole mass of random pictures laid out on tables that they, you know, quietly sorted through and selected. There is still a selection process, <clears throat> but it's maybe a little bit less of the rational one than if they'd sat and cut out and selected the pictures. It's a hard one though, Tracy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. But the random thing is really easy. Like you can get random ideas, as you just said, just by going outside and what's the first thing you see and bring it back inside and use that. Or, you know, if you turn to a certain page, it's really yeah. easy technique to yeah. use and it can really shake you up. So it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. powerful because it's so easy. Yeah. And you could <laughs> that, do this. That's the easy part. You can do this with a book, you know, take the third yeah. word from in the fifth sentence on page yeah. 65. Um, what does that? say to you you know I mean it, there's all sorts of, I mean I used to use you know cards in workshops like little angel cards which people selected randomly they were all little positive thoughts but it's surprising how each of them sparks something off for everybody when they chose them so yeah. there's all sorts of different ways we can we can bring this um, into our lives uh, in a way yeah okay back to you Tracy so We'll look forward to hearing how that's gone <laughs> when you start to put it together. But it sounds like um, sounds like a really interesting exercise to do. Um, it was, it was, yeah. And I, I'm pleased we did this. This podcast is different to our other ones because we did say let's try and apply the tools and talk about our own experiences. And um, yeah, I look forward to sharing more insights and reflection as the um, as my writing journey um, continues. And of course, as my career as a songwriter, so we'll keep you posted <laughs> on that one. Um, I guess um, we normally do a bit of a wrap up um, of the things we've been chatting about. And you know, Barbara and I both strongly agree in that about the power of randomness and random stimuli. And we'd encourage our listeners to do that when you're facing some problem or some situation or you're stuck. Uh, try and find something just by opening a magazine or going into the next room. Um, for me, one thing I didn't talk about was I found it really interesting when I was going through the magazines, you know, as I said, I turned to every third page, why some images appeal to me more than others. And I started thinking, what is it? What is it about my preferences that makes, that draws me to that image? And that in itself is something I've been more conscious of when I'm looking at magazines and watching advertisements, trying to understand, I don't know, what's the thinking behind the person who's created that, that image or visual. But they are very stimulating. They, um, they, they tell all sorts of stories. Um, as Barbara said at the beginning, just, just go with the flow. <laughs> Put aside your inner critic. <laughs> Recognise that even the, um, the great artists had self-doubt. So just do it. <laughs> just do it. And um, as um, Barbara discussed with Jezwe, just sort of step into your creativity and say, this is, this is what I'm doing. There's no right and there's no wrong. I'm doing this process to give me insights, to take me on a different sort of thinking and experiencing journey to that which I've been on before. And, of course, recognise that fear, you know, that self-doubt about, about what you're doing and call it an experiment. So there's no failure. It, it's a process of exploration. Anything you wanted to add to that, Barbara, in terms of key no, takeaways? No, I think that, that sums it up 
it sums it up well, really. I mean, I, I, I'd, uh, I'd absolutely agree with all of those takeaways. Really, the sort of power of randomness, the the visuals, the importance. I mean, I, I think I've been, um, I, I certainly prefer uh, using imagery than using words. Um, probably for this very reason that words lead us back into being very logical and rational. Images yeah. can keep us out of that um, for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just do it. Go with the flow. Step into your creativity. Thought yeah, for the absolutely. day. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Barbara. And of course, thanks, thanks to our listeners. Thanks for listening in. Um, if you'd like to learn more about our experiences, you can find Barbara at barbara-wilson.com and myself at tjstanley.com. And of course, you can buy our book, Creativity Cycling, help your team solve complex problems with creative tools. And it's available on Amazon, Google Play and Book Depository. Wishing you all a very creative day. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.